are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Dolphins fans, and welcome to yet another episode of Locked On Dolphins. Today is Monday, May 10th, 2021, and today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll save 15% on your next order. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, Managing Editor of USA Today's Dolphins Wire, Director of Scouting at TheDraftNetwork.com, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, and excited for this week because this is what the NFL does and has become. It is a 12-month out-of-the-year event calendar filled with only just a handful of pockets of dead period, and we've already surpassed one of those dead periods from the end of the Super Bowl until the start of the league calendar year. Then you have the pre-draft process that builds up after free agency. We have training camp in July. So the NFL says, okay, we have to fill (laughs) just two months on the schedule here. What can we do between the draft and the start of training camp? What they have come up with in the middle of May, smack dab in the middle of May, Schedule release. And this week, on the 12th, on Wednesday night, the NFL will be revealing the 2021 schedule for the 17-game season for all 32 franchises. Which means we get to spend some time this week talking about the Dolphins' schedule, what we would like to see, what ideally could happen, what kind of primetime exposure the Dolphins are going to get this year, teams we want to see early, teams we want to see late, and then later in the week, we're actually going to get a chance to react to it on Thursday. So today, you know, power to the pot, our our fan mailbag show is tomorrow. You can submit questions with a five-star review of the show, or alternatively, uh, tweet at LockedOnFins with a PH with hashtag power to the pot in your question. We're going to go over some of the dynamics of the schedule and what, you know, in a perfect world you'd like to see. And let's get one thing out of the way. First and foremost, the Dolphins will tell you we will play any team at any place at any time. Because if we end up being as good as we think we can be as a team, we can beat anybody on any given notice on any field in the league. And the performance that the Dolphins put on display against the Rams, a really good football team and dominant showcase, helped provide some backing for that. Uh, They were very close to unseating Buffalo the first time they played him. We're very first to unseating the Seattle Seahawks. Very nearly pulled back a fourth quarter comeback against the Kansas City Chiefs, who were the reigning Super Bowl champions at the time. They are the twice consecutive AFC champions. The Dolphins are close, and the Dolphins have made some big additions. So they don't really care, I would imagine. But that doesn't mean the league still can't do you some favors, right? And that's what I want to get into today, is what kind of favors the league can do the Dolphins from a scheduling perspective, starting first and foremost with one of the big oversights Last year, and I understand why it was the way that it was last year. The Dolphins were coming off a five-win season in 2019. 
The Dolphins got next to zero primetime exposure last year. They started, when they released the schedule, the Dolphins had one scheduled primetime game. It was a Thursday night game against Jacksonville in week three. If you weren't a member of the Miami Dolphins fanhood, were you going to watch that game? Genuine question. Like Jacksonville fans and Dolphins fans aside, did anybody see that game on the counter and say, all right, I can't wait for Thursday night this week? No, of course they didn't. The Dolphins coming off a five-win season, heading short trip up the coast to play Jacksonville, team who ended up getting the number one overall pick. Dolphins beat the pants off them. That's neither here nor there. It's kind of beside the point, but still definitely needs to be acknowledged when you discuss any game that, that happened last year, especially in a Dolphins win. And then, of course, they got midseason. They got the Week 16 game against the Raiders flexed. And I think the way that that game transpired really hammers home to the league what kind of team this is and that this team needs to be on national television more often. I'm sure there was some sour taste in everybody's mouth from Miami and Monday Night Football against the Steelers and the the defensive call at the end of the first half, the tanking call and all the jokes and drawing the tank on the telestrator and blah, 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 the year prior. I get it. But the Dolphins against the Raiders was one of the most exciting fourth quarters of any game played between any two teams in the entirety of the NFL. The Dolphins came out on top. Ryan Fitzpatrick with some magic in the fourth quarter. We had multiple lead changes in the final 30 seconds of the football game. We had, I think, five lead changes in the final five minutes. Explosive plays, chunk plays, Nelson Aguilar, big touchdown, Miles Gaskin, big touchdown. It was a roller coaster. The Dolphins won 10 games last year. They're one of the youngest teams in the league. They have one of the brightest young head coaches in football in Brian Flores. They have one of college football's biggest stars at quarterback in Tua Tagovailoa. They just had another monster NFL draft class. And again, I'd like to reiterate, this is a team that won 10 games last year, including thrilling fashion the day after Christmas last year, the last time everybody saw them in primetime, the nightcap on Saturday night. So if the Dolphins performed to that expectation, and you look at what some of the other teams across the league and what they were given from a primetime perspective this time last year, what was originally scheduled, teams topped out at five games on the original schedule release. Green Bay, Baltimore, New England, the Rams, Tampa Bay, the Raiders ended up playing five after the Week 16 game got flexed. And then teams like Seattle, San Francisco, Pittsburgh, New Orleans, Dallas, and Buffalo each got four. Reminder, last year Miami got one. This team deserves a bigger spotlight because of the direction of the franchise, because of some household names for college football fans because of some emerging names in Brian Flores and the job that he has done and exceeding expectations with his football team for two consecutive seasons. And it's not just a market thing. Miami's like 16th in the league in market size. They got bigger market television-wise than Green Bay, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, and Baltimore, just to name some of the teams that had four or five primetime games last year. So what should you expect as a fan? Based on the reasons 
that we've kind of outlined is why this is a team trending in the right direction. This is an exciting young team. This is a team that will have a bigger spotlight on them because of Tua being the unquestioned starter, because they won 10 games last year, because they're one of the youngest teams in the league, because they performed well in primetime last year, because they had another large influx in talent. If the Dolphins get anything less than four primetime games this year on the original schedule release between Thursday night football, Sunday night football, technically Saturday night football, and Monday night football, you should be disappointed as a fan. Because that will the league kind of tells you what they think of you uh, with the primetime scheduling. And I understand teams like Philadelphia and Dallas and the Giants. You're going to get you know those three NFC East teams playing each other at least once every possible iteration of it on primetime because that's just the way it is because the markets are so big. So I get, like, there's some fan bases that just, it it doesn't matter how good or bad they are. But this team deserves that kind of respect from the league. And I expect that they're going to get it. But that's the number one thing that the league can do, in my opinion, to do this Dolphins team a favor is to give them the spotlight that they as an organization deserve right now for doing something dramatic with their rebuild and having the success that they're having and outperforming expectations, primetime games. I want to be able to almost count on one hand how many primetime games the Dolphins get on Wednesday night scheduled to them. If you're looking to get a little something handed out to you yourselves, I've got good news, Dolphins fans. Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans across America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T, text DRAFT to 231-231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testafin, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, if you text now, they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back in shape. Absolutely free. Text DRAFT to 231231. That's DRAFT to 231231. Message and data rates may apply. Maybe you're not looking to get something. Maybe you're looking to Win something. Bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action. Baseball season is back in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, NHL, and UFC. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest info. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. And receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. The other way that the league can do some favors to the Dolphins is by offering some beneficial scheduling based on the teams that the Dolphins are scheduled to play this season. So, quick rundown. Let's let's go through everything. 17 games this year. The added on game is an NFC East clash against the New York Giants. The team will also have to play each of the other teams in the AFC twice, home and away, as is always the case, Buffalo Bills, New York Jets, New England Patriots. That leaves 10 additional games left to be played. they got to play the NFC South, the Atlanta Falcons, the Carolina Panthers, the New Orleans Saints, 
and the reigning Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They get to play the AFC South, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Houston Texans, the Indianapolis Colts, and the Tennessee Titans. And then they have the two teams from the AFC divisions that finished in the same placing that they did in their respective division standings. That would be the Las Vegas Raiders, second place in the AFC West, and the Baltimore Ravens, second place in the AFC North. Already dreading playing Baltimore. Baltimore is that team that I don't know if you guys realize how bad it's got. Baltimore is that team. First of all, they've beaten the Dolphins the last two times they've played each other by a combined score of 99-10, to which is not ideal if we're being completely transparent. And they've beaten the Dolphins the last three times they've played each other by a combined score of 137-16. to I hate playing the Ravens. I hate them. Now, it will be fascinating now that the Dolphins are comfortably into uh, the Brian Flores regime. The last time they played was the very first game of the Brian Flores regime, a 59-10 drubbing in Week 1 of the 2019 season. But this team, ever since the miracle win in December of 2007 to stave off a winless season, Greg Camarillo's big catch and run 22-16, Jason Taylor carried off the field, jubilation from Cam Cameron's Dolphins that they avoided a winless season. Miami is 1-8 in the nine games played since that football game. And the lone win was a miserable 15-13 win in December of 2015. With Miami coming into that game 4-7. And And even that game, Miami jumped out to a 15-0 lead, including a pick 6 from Derek Shelby. And the Dolphins nearly blew it to Matt Schaub. Nearly blew a 15-point lead to Matt Schaub in that game. The Baltimore Ravens are a pain in the butt. So, when can the NFL do the Dolphins a favor and schedule Baltimore? Uh, um, Never mind the fact that Baltimore was also one of the several 11-win teams that pushed a 10-win Dolphins team uh, to the 8th seed in the AFC Conference standings last year, the first time since in the entirety of the wildcard era that Uh, The AFC's number eight seed had 10 wins, of course. Where can the Dolphins face Baltimore in which it is most advantageous to them? I don't have a good answer for that one. Uh, I do have three teams that I would like to see the Dolphins play early in the season, and I do have three teams that I would love to see the Dolphins play late in the season. But uh, yeah, no, I don't have a good time to play the Baltimore Ravens just because the way that that matchup has gone, has been absolutely brutal for Miami for the past 15 years, 13 years, 14 years, whatever it's been since the 2007 victory in December uh, in which Greg Camarillo became a Dolphins legend for forever. Who are the three teams that I would love to see the Dolphins play early? The Indianapolis Colts are one. And the reason being, the Indianapolis Colts have a new quarterback, Carson Wentz. The Indianapolis Colts also lost their starting left tackle in Anthony Costanza. They do not have anybody in the roster other than Sam Tevy and Julian Davenport right now penciled in to play that spot. 
Carson Wentz coming off of what was a brutal 2020 season in which he lost his job as the franchise quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles to a second round pick. You don't want to let this guy, when he's reuniting with Frank Reich, you don't want to give them the chance to reestablish his mojo. And when you consider the Colts as a contender for the AFC playoff field, you want to play that team early, before the chemistry is established. So, if I'm Miami, I'm hoping to see the home game against the Indianapolis Colts show up on the schedule sooner rather than later. That is one just based on the dynamics of the team and the turnover that they've had this offseason I, th- I believe would be advantageous for the Dolphins to get early on. The same thing can be said for the Tennessee Titans. No team that made the playoffs last year lost more this offseason than the Tennessee Titans. Their primary free agent signing was Bud Dupree, who's coming off an injury, a significant knee injury. And they drafted for need to try and plug the holes along the roster as best as they could. Arthur Smith is still gone. Jonu Smith is still gone. Corey Davis is still gone. And like their wide receiver replacement is a fourth rounder in Des Fitzpatrick from the University of Louisville. They get a good player in Caleb Farley in the first round. They get a good player in Dylan Radunes in the second round to try and replace both Dennis Kelly and Isaiah Wilson at right tackle. But that's an FCS tackle who played one game last year in Central Arkansas. He's going to be starting because they drafted him at 53 overall. They lost multiple pieces on the back end. Kenny Vaccaro, Desmond King, Malcolm Butler, Adore Jackson. You want to play this team early too. You want to play Tennessee while they are still trying to figure out how the pieces that they have in the building are physically capable of replacing the pieces they lost from an 11-win team that two years ago was in the AFC Championship game. Those two AFC matchups, AFC South matchups for me, if the league puts them on the first six weeks of the season, month of the season, the league did you a huge favor. And the other one that they could do you a huge favor for is if they put the damn Bills game in Buffalo early on the schedule too. For no other reason than I would hate to play a high-stakes game against the Buffalo Bills late in the season and have to drag our butts up to Buffalo and play it in 35-degree weather again. Because that stunk last year. I don't want to play the Buffalo Bills early because I would like to get some momentum going into the season before we face the team that is our interdivisional version of the Baltimore Ravens as of late. And just gives us fits. But you do have to play them twice. And if you have to play them in Buffalo... I think we can all agree we would much rather play in Buffalo in late September than we would in late December or January. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And whether you're eating it in Buffalo, New York, Miami Gardens, Tennessee, Indianapolis, Tampa Bay, Los Angeles, wherever, these things are delicious. Protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Low calories, high in protein, low in sugar, high in fiber. Nine different flavors at your disposal right now. You can visit BuiltBar.com 
Use promo code LOCKED15 and save 15% on your next order of Built Bar. So find out what all the fuss is about for yourself. Head over to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and save 15% on the world's most delicious protein bar. So who are three teams you'd like to play late? I think Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is one. Almost said New England Patriots, just out of force of habit. I would love for the Dolphins to have a late-season litmus test against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucs. It's in Tampa Bay, which is important to note. Now, it's about as short of a travel trip as you can make in the NFL. Miami to Tampa. That's not true. Baltimore to Washington is really close. A couple of teams share the same stadium. I digress. Either way, Tampa Bay... Super Bowl champs, late in the year, not too dissimilar to what we got with the Kansas City Chiefs game. And I'll be damned if that Chiefs game wasn't one that I still think a lot about. In that Miami blinked there at the end of the first half, and by the time we all regained consciousness five minutes into the third quarter, The script of the game had completely flipped. Bobby McCain came out. Dolphins gave up an explosive play. There was a punt return. There was a safety. It was a mess. It was about as bad of a 10-minute stretch of football as you saw the Dolphins play in 2020. But the first 20 minutes and the last 20 minutes, the Dolphins did really well. And it was... It was frustrating that they lost the game. Of course you want to win that football game, especially when you jump out on them early and you force the kind of mistakes that Patrick Mahomes made in that game. But Tom Brady, for as great as he is, he's not as dynamic, particularly against the Dolphins for his career, as Patrick Mahomes. Tom doesn't have a good record in the state of Florida against the Dolphins. And if this season for Tampa Bay goes according to plan, they will be comfortably in position to be in the postseason, much like the Kansas City Chiefs were entering that game. And you as the Dolphins can come into that game with a chip on your shoulder to prove that you belong and redeem yourselves for what happened in the Kansas City game for a very short stretch of time that otherwise... You controlled much of the pace of play for it in the first half and the second half. I want to get a a cupcake on the schedule too. So who are the cupcakes on the Dolphins' schedule this year? I look at the Houston Texans, who Miami will play at home. Let's get that team late in the year. And that's a key opportunity too because Houston – Uh, is a conference team, so those conference wins hold a lot of weight. That would have been uh, something that came into play had there been multiple teams tied there at the end of the 2020 season, that the conference record can serve as a very significant tiebreaker. So getting Houston at home, particularly late in the year, not too dissimilar from the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, which if you follow Locked On Dolphins, uh, Locked On Fins 
on Twitter, you saw some poor, unfortunate soul of a Bengals fan said over the weekend that the Dolphins desperately wish to be the Cincinnati Bengals. And I agree. I very much wish that the Dolphins would average three wins a season over the last two years and had six less wins on their ledger last year than what they did and played a very distasteful brand of football that included cheap shotting punt returners repeatedly and daring the officials to throw you out of the game, them not calling your bluff. Yeah, I definitely wish that was how the Dolphins operated their business. You're right. Um, those wins, you know, stacking wins late in the year. Good teams, good teams go on runs late in the year, and Miami did do that. You know, they started too slow to climb out of the hole. They started one and three, and finished the year nine and three. That is a sign of a good football team. But that brings me to the last one too. Is I also like a cupcake at the front of the schedule. Somebody soft early on. Make, Give us the Jets and Zach Wilson's first start. And the Jets will be better this year. Make no mistake about it. They absolutely will. But their roster is probably two years away from being legitimately competitive. And they've taken a young quarterback who uh, needs to prove that despite the fact that he played with bad process and got good results at times at BYU, can translate that style of play to the NFL. Because the Dolphins have not started well in each of their last two seasons with Brian Flores at the helm. They have one win in their first four games over the last two seasons combined. They are 1-7 in the first quarter of the season under Brian Flores. That cannot continue. It cannot continue. You cannot start that slow and expect to be in it for anything other than a late, late seeding in the playoff race and hoping to slide in as a road wildcard team. You don't want, you want to win home, you want to host playoff games. You want to, down the road, be in a conversation for having home field advantage for portions or the majority or all of the playoffs. You don't want to be Miami and have to go to New England or to Buffalo or to Pittsburgh and these cold weather teams late in the year in January, you don't want to have to play playoff games in those environments. It's not conducive for success as a warm weather team. But alternatively, if you could start faster and then you could still go on the kind of run that the team went on last year, well, now all of a sudden you're talking about hosting a playoff game and having a cold weather team come down to sunny Miami in January in which you're talking about a bump of 40 or 50 degrees in the temperature versus what they're used to. And of course, what's the last thing to go into the shade at Hard Rock Stadium? The opposing sideline, that's right. So, cupcake late, cupcake early. And there are no cupcakes in the NFL. I get it. Somebody's going to hear that and they're going to say, man, like we're, we're that arrogant now. But there are bad teams that the Dolphins are scheduled to play this year. We're being very, very transparent. The Houston Texans are going to be awful this year, abysmally bad. So in a perfect world, let's say we get the New York Jets at Buffalo Bills, Colts, and Titans 
within the first four to six games of the season. That's a massive win as far as I'm concerned from a scheduling perspective. I want to get the litmus test late in the year against a team like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'd like to get a soft team on the the Houston Texans in December. Make sure that you're well positioned to get an opportunity to secure a, a, a conference win in which time frame it's likely going to be very important. And if I were to identify one additional team that I'd like to see the Dolphins have on their schedule late in the year, it would be a team the Dolphins had late on their schedule last year, the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, the Raiders are a team that seems to be uh, on the verge of chaos. You know, They get through their draft, and there's already whispers and murmurs from out inside the building that nobody liked what they did. Nobody liked the players that they picked. The wheels fell off the bus. Everybody remembers after the Dolphins pulled that game out, wide receiver Nelson Aguilar called the team whatever he called them, but he called out the entirety of the team, and the Raiders proceeded to, to fade significantly down the stretch. They're a team that I don't think has a lot of depth. They're a team that gave Dolphins a, a hard time with their running game last year. But I think the Dolphins are much improved defensively in the front seven to stop the run. So that would be another team for me, another conference team that I'd like to see the Dolphins have on their schedule late. We'll find out on Wednesday night. You can find out what you want to talk about as Dolphins fans tomorrow on Power to the Pod. So make sure you hit subscribe. Come back and see us. Thanks, as always, for listening. Fins up. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. Hope you guys enjoy your Monday. I'll talk with you again tomorrow.